Yes, people, it's episode 293 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff. Obviously, how you doing? Are you well? Hey, are you well? Are you good? Are you mourning? Are you mourning? Now, dear Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II, are you mourning? You've been forced into mourning by the TV takeover. By the radio takeover, by the billboard takeover. Eh? Is that what's happened to you? Are you or are you actually mourning? You sad that the Queen's gone? I don't know. Phone in on 0800, give a fuck. No, <laughs> I'm messing. I'm messing. Here it is. The Queen's died. The monarch um, has died. Um, which on a, let's get it out of the way, on a personal level in the sense of she's a human being. Um, she's a grandmother, a mother. Um, you know, she she's a human being. And that is sad. That is, uh, you know, for a family. And stuff. It's sad. It's sad anyone dying. 96, great innings, well done. Um, and what is odd, I will give, I'll say this, is the sense of permanence that has gone. Because for a lot of us, she's just been the queen forever. There's very few people who have lived in the UK or in the Commonwealth, whatever, where she wasn't queen. Like, they are flipping old, mate. Yeah? They have to be, what, it's a coronation, it was a 70th, wasn't it, platinum jubilee this year. So anyone over the age of 70 can remember the UK without Princess Elizabeth. Princess, I mean, Queen Elizabeth as... The Queen. She, they were known as Princess Elizabeth. That's what I was going to say. Um, so that's crazy. A lot of us have never had that. Even those who were like a bit older than 70. Don't remember. They don't remember uh, not being there. So it's, it is crazy. It is crazy. Um, but that's the level of sadness I have for it. In the sense of it feels like celebrities died. Feels like an important celebrity's died. Um, similar to what I think when David Attenborough dies. It's going to be weird when David Attenborough dies. Right? Like that's how I see, I see them as the same level. There's that permanence. Who else is going to be talking about nature programs? You know, he's going to say, and then the bonobo, the alpha male of the bonobos, has flung his shit. In the female's face. You know, like, no one else is going to be able to say that. It's going to be odd. I mean, someone else, some young whippersnapper who loves nature, has got just as much knowledge. You know what I mean? And he's just there. We're going to have like Danny Dyer. Ooh, a fucking blue whale. Fucking massive. You know, he's like, we can't have that. He's just going to stop doing nature programs, I guess. But, that since with the Queen passing, it has now really accelerated the conversation about do we need a monarchy? For some people. For other people, it's like, how very dare you? Like, we're, we're, we're living in a democracy, but not right now. No! You've got those people. Like, it's hard, because I walk around London, and I can't tell who doesn't care 
But I look at some people and I'm like, I, I bet you've you fucking cried, haven't you, this morning? Just everything about their big jowly old face, just like Queen. Her Majesty. And it's weird. It is weird. The royal family. This country's weird. Um our traditions are weird. Seeing Charles uh Ascension to the throne, and you just got all these people with these weird clothes walking around with horns and bells and flags and going up. Beep, 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 beep. God save the king! God save the king! They're all on horses with stupid hats on and tassels, and it's like they're taking this really seriously. And there's people out on the street looking at this, going, "Well, we've got a new king. This is all." It's like, it's fucking mental. Like, this democracy that we live in, this democracy, this democratic system where we go around the world and bombing democracy into other people and shooting democracy into other people. We live in a country where our head of state is not voted. Our head of state is a hereditary thing. And people go, oh, it's only ceremonial. No, don't... They have a right to vote and they also have a right to lobby and they also sign off the laws. So it's ceremony, but it's not. Uh, Even our prime prime minister, we pick a prime minister. We don't vote for a prime minister. We don't even vote for a party. We vote for a person that represents the party in our local area. So we're left with this conflict of, I don't like, you you could really like your MP. This this is actually what my mum's got, actually. Really likes uh, the MP in our town, in my hometown, right? Really likes him. He goes to a church, like visits a church. Met him a number of times. Really lovely guy. Robert Halfen is his name, yeah? He's a Harlow MP. She likes Robert Halfen a lot. But when it comes to her voting, she can't vote for him. Why? Because she doesn't like the Tories. She doesn't like the Conservative Party. And then, even if she did like him and like the Conservative Party, she might not like their leader. So you see what I mean? You saw in the leadership the uh, race, you know? It's the same party, but there's certain people, they're like, I don't want them leading the party. So we've got this weird thing where we're voting for three different things. And they have to all align. My local MP has to align with the party that I like, that has to align with the leader that the party has, who will be the prime minister. Who then, you know, selects his own or her own cabinet. You know what I mean? It's just, this democracy, it's a weird system. Now, you could also argue it works because we literally did just change our prime minister last week and also change our head of state like yesterday and the country still operating as normal so maybe that is actually a sign that is a good system that a country just continues to operate we've seen in other countries when they change their head of state it is bloodshed and warfare and carnage there's mayhem so maybe you could argue that's an argument for it being a good system the country just still just flows just still goes along man but i don't know I mean, I have empathy for people in the sense of the royal family themselves, um, but just people who... I guess I see people like who are crying outside Buckingham Palace. I've seen the same as people crying when Michael Jackson died. It's like, 
this, this get a grip like just a little bit just a little bit of a grip like you don't know them they don't know you it's, but I met her I've met the queen she was so wonderful so wonderful what happened she shook my hand did she no I I, I added that bit. Obviously, I can't touch her. I, I bowed in front of her. Yeah, and that, she was so lovely when I bowed in front of her. Did, did she, what did she say to me? She said nothing to me, but just so lovely. And then finally, when you ask people, like, what's the point of royal family? So, you know, they, 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 you know, they, 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 they they've been, uh, uh, you know, uh, this is like, what? What are you actually saying? They've been there. Uh, the figurehead. They represent the country. That they work hard. They service. This is saying words like they don't even. They never ask themselves the question of why do you have a royal family? The, a group of people that are just by what decree of who? You know what I mean? The. That's your royal family. That's the funny thing. It's like, we, we love this royal family. Love them, love them. But if you just go back in history, I'm not even trying to do all the German, other than that, but it's like, if you think about how they come into place, royal families, back in the day, and then we just, there, love them. Remember William the Conqueror, Battle of 1066, the only date we ever got taught. Yeah, he came over here. He set up his royal family here. Ran the old one out. They didn't come back and get it. Ran him out. Like, what would you do now if flipping the King of Netherlands? Just went, yeah, do what? Everyone get on the fucking boats. Well, I want to be king of that country now. What would you do? What would we do then? I don't know. But yeah, it's just, it's just odd. I mean, but... It's funny seeing the different reactions. The Irish Twitter was flipping, lit up. Black Twitter, Scottish Twitter, Indian Twitter, all lit up when it happened. Some wild tweets I've seen. Hilarious though, hilarious tweets. But I and then the, and then I've also seen videos of like old like African aunties breaking down crying because Liz died. I guess everyone can react to it differently. We all got the right to do that. Uh, and I think the Queen as an individual, she we do, we do much. Did she like like much wrong? Think about it. You get to ninety six and no one's got one quote of racism from you. Her, David Attenborough, and Bruce Forsyth. There. No, never heard anything racist out of these fossils of people. <laughs> Is Brucey dead? I feel like I've seen him for a while. Let me let me just uh, quickly Google Bruce for the site. He must have died. Yeah, he died in 2017. Yeah, I thought I'd seen him for a while. He was a bit flipping, spinning around and tap dancing, wasn't he? But, um, yeah, well, he was one. He, where, 2017. He's been dead five years and still no scandals have come out. Bruce didn't slap one bum or titty in, in the BBC building. Didn't just lean over some woman on the photocopier. Didn't use his power, his access, his influence to, you know, sell some lies to a young lady. <laughs> 
doesn't appear so. Do you know how mad that is? He died 18th of August, so yeah, five years. Not one scandal. Let, let me click on his Wikipedia. Let me just click on this. Because there's always a little sections like controversies, troubles. Listen, this is his early life, career, tributes and honours, personal life, illness and death, filmography. All right, let's go to personal life. Um, he married Phil uh, Redfern of two children, a referendum issue. Um, um, yeah, the most controversial thing is he signed a petition that he said he hoped Scotland would remain part of the, of the UK. I mean, 89 years old. He died three years ago. I mean, then five years ago, and just no, nothing's come out. Guy served in the Royal Air Force for two years. Come on. Must have done something terrible in, in there. It's crazy. Shout out, Brucey. But <laughs> that isn't what we're talking about. We're talking about Lizzie. But yeah, that's going to be weird as well. All the rappers have to change their lyrics now. They can't go hard for the Lizzie anymore. They've got to go hard for the Chucky. And that's a big pause. A big pause. Going hard for the Lizzie was fun. Double entendre, but going hard for the Chucky. Mm-mm-mm. No, 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 no. But I guess rappers just can't rap about money based on what pictures are on the notes now. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else going to my mind about the Queen. The Commonwealth. Someone posted the map of all the countries that became in, that have become independent from Britain. Um, and I don't know enough about history, but you know, can you blame the Queen for Britain taking over these other countries? I don't think you can. Literally, the only thing she's done in her lifetime is to grant those countries independence. Um. So, I mean, guess technically I can see why a few Commonwealth countries might like her, even the Commonwealth. You know, people who are aspirational are from somewhere where the opportunities weren't too great back then. They get to come to England and, but, you know, so I can see why they've not brainwashed because it's a different perspective, right? Different perspective. Like the perspective about Camilla. Hey, some people like, yeah, she's going to be queen. Other people like, fuck you, you're not Diana. <laughs> so, so invested, aren't we? So invested. If you watch the crowd, you realise that, although technically Camilla is a side chick because she didn't get married. She married, you know, he married Diana. Uh, she did come back into his life. Right? So, hey, you free up that plate. Because <laughs> I ain't on the side no more. Gotta be main. Um, yeah, that's it. I think that's all I'm gonna talk about with, uh, with this shit. I guess. Um, but hey, how about this, lads? Kings. Kings are in. Next three are kings. Hope George has a boy as well. And it's just men, 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 men back on top. 
We needed this, guys. Now there's going to be little boys everywhere. They're going to be inspired to see a king of this country. Absolutely inspired. These kids, when they grow up, these boys, you know, if they can grow up and be born into the right family, uh, then you too could be a prince or a king. But if you are not, then you are merely a peasant. Um, (laughs) So I think what else has happened? Uh, oh, Megan, the way to treat Megan Daily Mail is do what? It's now sport. If Megan does anything, just pick up the Daily Mail and see how they managed to. It's some of her, some of the things is so. Um, I was gonna say, so ah, uh, it's completely gone. It's completely gone, what I was about to say. Fucking hell. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. One controversial... Oh, sorry. I was talking about... Um, what's about Megan? Did I, did I mention Megan? This has gone over the place, people. It's gone all over the place this moment. But, um... Yeah. Daily Mail. That's it. Some of the comments. Some of the articles. I, I, it's like... They skew things so much. I'm not sure... I can't believe that they actually believe what they're writing. Because that's, I think that's scarier. I hope they're just making it up and twisting it so they can rile people up and sell more tickets, get more clicks, sell more books and papers. But, like, if they, um, yeah, if they, if they actually believe this stuff, what they're saying, like her all go, not going up there and, well, she was going to go up there, then she didn't go up there. Because Kate weren't going up there and didn't seem appropriate. So that's cool. But, and that's probably the best thing for her not to be up there because they would have blamed on her somehow. If she turned up before the Queen died, they'd be like, look, she's come just to gloat in her face. If she comes after the Queen dies, it's, you know, it's like, oh, she wants to laugh at a dead body. Uh, it's just silly. She can't do anything right. Sub factions. And, um, yeah. Fucking daily fail, man. Yeah, they're just going at the, um, what else are they saying about, yeah, how they interpreted the, oh, the, the, the Cambridges were the one that extended the olive branch and so gracious to let Harry and Meghan back. And it's just like, we don't know these people. At least you like the Kardashians. They have a fucking TV show, so we know what's going on in their lives, whether we want to know it or not. I'm not this royal family, not, no. They didn't let us know, so I don't know how everyone's so certain what's happened. Maybe a royal correspondent or someone close to the... close to the parties, you know. Maybe they have the inside scoop. I don't know. Um, but one thing that's controversial with the flipping press was when they showed... The, um, the people marching, Black Lives Matter for Chris Cabber, say that marching go, oh, some people, latecomers, are coming to pay their respects to the Queen. Incorrect. Incorrect. Um, they were there, I said, protesting the murder of Chris Cabber. Now, I've got, um, I've got a mate who's actually in the police, and he, he's saying, he asked me, like, what, what are you hearing on social media about this? And I was like, is he trying to 
get some information out of me? Is he trying to get an insight into black Twitter and stuff? <laughs> and I said nothing, mate, other than what's on the news, really. And I haven't really watched that. And he was like, yeah, he goes, that's really concerning. I go, what? He goes, it's just really concerning that the police haven't released a proper statement. People, the family deserve to know, the people deserve to know what on earth happened. And he goes, it's creating issues for the police. Because tensions brewing in the Brixton area to the point where IEDs have been found underneath police vehicles, which are um, an IED's uh, improvised explosive device. Trying to blow up cars. Well, and he actually told me it's not that big deal. It wasn't actually an explosive. It was just to set the thing on fire. So that's kind of a big deal, mate. Fire starts in your car, burns through your electrics, and you can't open your door. Oh, God. God forbid. Um, yeah. Um, what the hell was I saying? Guys, it's not even that late. It's 9 o'clock. It's 9 p.m. on a Sunday, and I keep on just blanks. I'm not... My brain must look like Swiss cheese at the moment. I don't know what's happening. I'm not even not falling asleep. I'm just blanking out halfway through sentences. Oh dear, this podcast is getting worse and worse. <laughs> All right, what was I talking about? What was I talking about? What was I talking about? Is it, um... Yeah, so that's it, mate in the place. Need to release a statement because it's what the people deserve and it's what the family deserve. And um, and the IEDs, that was it. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just a crazy sense of they were told that not to respond, like be like, uh, you know, not thoughtful. Like have a, have a think. Be wise. Be a bit smart. Be a bit savvy when people call you out for an emergency because it may not actually be a real emergency. It might be a setup. It's like Jesus. These guys don't have guns. Uh, the daily officers, but obviously the one who shot uh, Chris Cabot did. And it's a strange scenario. Like, it's one of those odd ones. I mean, I really respect his family member. They articulate perfectly that, look, I'm not saying he was a saint or whatever, but you can't just be executing people who aren't presenting a threat, an imminent threat to the public or the police. You can't just shoot them dead. That's it, really, isn't it? That's the, that's the crux of it. Because any question you ask, which I ask privately, but any question you ask, it just sounds like you're trying to justify the person who did something wrong. That's what it always feels like to a lot of people. Me, I've, I ask pressing questions, right or wrong, and I don't do it to upset anyone. If I feel like it is upsetting them, then... Um, and then I'll probably change my tact a bit. But I was saying with this uh, Chris Caffrey, I've asked, I've asked people questions like what happened because the because the articles are saying you know it's a police chase uh, that his number plate was linked to a firearms offence before it's a pursuit um, and then they cornered so in the police chase they cornered him. And I don't think he'd come out of the car with his hands up. And you could argue that like there's a lot of things that didn't have to happen, yeah? Didn't have to argue with them at the beginning, didn't have to 
um, well, it's not arguing with him. So you can say he you know, drove away, his car's involved in crime. And you can just add all these different layers and stuff. And, say, you know, and that, all that is is just world hypothesis, so it won't happen to you. That's why I'd do it. Fuck, yeah, he's on the roads. He did this, his car's linked to this. That's not me, so I'm currently playing how I want to play. Oh, dear. God, I. But, like I said, the long and short of it is that someone got murdered by the police. That is what's happened. And you're not going to hear any real updates on it because this fucking parade that's happening in our country. Even if police want to release a statement, they probably shouldn't do it now, publicly, but they could release a statement too. Um, to the family in detail because they say they haven't received any details of what happened. So, yeah, man, I don't know, it's flipping depressing. It's depressing, it's depressing. But all right, let's get on to. Um... God damn, they're not bringing water out into the car. No, fuck's sake, mug. Right, so I'm re recording this dear Deirdre bit. Okay, it's now it's now Monday. I started this on Sunday. I was falling asleep all through the pod. Um, I attempted the dear Deirdre bit twice and fully conked out. <laughs> like it's it's mad. I couldn't release that part. I think the first part I was I was starting to wane and struggle. Uh, but yeah, so here we are. Uh, so let's get some dear Deirdre. And get straight into this. Okay, dear Deirdre, I spent £12,000 on my girlfriend before I realised money was all she wanted. Oh dear. How do you find out? You just flop out the painter. She's like, put that away and wear some money. What happened? Dear Deirdre, always knew she liked the finer things in life. But now I'm convinced my ex was only interested in me for my inheritance. During the two years we were together, I spent more than 12000 on my girlfriend. Only to discover she had been cheating on me throughout our relationship. Golly. Um, I am 24-year-old guy. My ex is 22. I work as, as a sports coach for kids. I met her when she came to pick up her nephew, who is seven, from my club. That was three years ago, just before she started her university course. From the moment I saw her, I was smitten. She was gorgeous, open and friendly. I was, I was so chuffed when she agreed to a date. Our relationship developed really quickly and I was so proud to introduce her to my parents. Ah, golly. Um, in hindsight, this guy, he sounds like, he sounds like a simp. No, <laughs> um, so when they, when the reaction was less positive, I was really miffed. There you go. Cause they can see through this shit. Mum warned me she seemed materialistic and worryingly interested in money. Thinking back, her face did light up when I mentioned I was about to buy my own place with some inheritance. Granddad had left me. Uh, I was constantly paying out for meals, gifts and holidays and brushed aside my parents' concerns that I was spending too much on her. Then last summer, after she graduated from uni, she went to Ibiza with her mates and then I took her to the south of France for a fortnight. It was great. We talked about our future and even looked at engagement rings. But on our return, a friend messaged me saying he'd seen my girlfriend looking more than friendly with someone else. That weekend, she told me she was visiting her sister. Going through her phone, and realised that she cheated throughout a relationship with various men. I thought she loved me. But now, see, my parents were right. She was only interested in my money. She admitted cheating, and I've ended it. But I still love her. Where's the dilemma? What's the dilemma? I mean, yeah, of course you still love her. You loved her. 
You create this whole image of her in your head. She's this amazing girl. You love that. You don't love her, though. It's what she is. It's a chasing, gold-digging, conniving, <laughs> manipulative. So, mate, it's just all those things. Just don't worry about it. Move on. You're only young. And you've got all your granddad's money as well. You've got your own flat. You're laughing, mate. You're laughing. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Right, that's, this is mad. My son lost temper and ended up in prison. I'm worried about him. Yeah, because he's in prison. Right? You're going to say, he's a good kid. He's a good kid, oh, Craig. He's a good kid. Everyone's kid's a good kid, aren't they? He's a good kid. Dear Digi, after he breached his restraining order, my son is on suicide watch in prison. Jesus. He apparently pushed his ex-partner and put his hands around her throat during a row over their son. What are you telling me here? What, like, what are you telling me? I don't know your son's ex. I don't know your son. But what you're telling me here is he's throttled a woman. Um... While on restraining order? Maybe I've conflated two things, but Jesus. Anyway, they are both 30, I'm 55, my grandson is three. My son said his ex asked him for money for shoes for their boy, but he couldn't afford it. She slapped him. Eww. He saw red, flipped, and then the police were called. Ooh. Still, a slap in the face is, uh, it, 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 it'll scramble your brain. You say, I remember I was slapped in the face by an ex before in the middle of a nightclub. Um, what ended up happening was she was fine, but there was a lot of property damage. <laughs> because every, because all that rage of wanting to strike back and you can't. So the, the explosion just goes out. So I remember she slapped me in the face. My friend saw my eyes. He tackled me. And he's come on, let's go, let's just go, let's just go. And I was like, who the fuck does she think she is? Slapping me! I was getting so, I was like, I was at uni. And then I think I picked up a chair and just threw it out a wall, right in front of the bouncers. Bouncers came, they just picked me up. About four of them just lifted me up. One had his hand around my throat. Uh, and the other, lot, yeah, it wasn't five there, because one of these are around my throat. The other was carrying my limbs. I was like, go the fuck off me. I was like, how could they get off me? I'm about to smash up this club. And then I'd go, go back to the flat that we shared. I'd boot open the door, smash a light off a wall. Because of how hard I've kicked the door, it's just swung back. And then um, I just sat there just fuming. And then I just started laughing. <laughs> I started laughing after a while. Not like a crazy laugh, but I was like, fucking hell. That was aggressive. And then my mate was looking at me like, you all right? I was like, no, nah, mate, I'm actually all right. I was like, oh, thanks for coming with me, man. You're a really good friend. I was like, you, you, look, let's go back to the club. You go back in, you continue your night. Like, you shouldn't have to sit here with me. He's like, you sure? I was like, yeah, I'm going to come back to the club with you. I'm going to apologise to the bouncers and stuff. But you see, what the point I'm making is, I called down. But look how long it took me to call down. It took about an hour to call down. Um... And I think now, if someone was to slap me in my face now, I think I'd be all right. I think I would be able to just be like, what the fuck? But there would be volume to my voice. 
I'd have to say something. That's what I'd say something cutting. Yeah, I'd have to say something cutting. Or, or horrendous, you know, just horrible, like, you fucking cunt. Just like, and then, you know, you know what I mean? It'd be one of those as I walk away. But anyway, they put a restraint on him. <laughs> they put a restraint order on him, which he's now broken. Uh-huh, yep. Um, he's had mental health problems and recently lost his job. I'm so concerned. How can I help him? I mean, it's it's a shit one. But he needs to... Um, he used to stay away. He's got mental health problems. He's got to go get help. Like, when someone's got mental health problems, it's just a different thing. Like, you just can't discuss them, talk about them. Um, like a normal person. I say normal. I know it's controversial, but like I said, I see mental health as physical health. And if someone had a broken leg and that leg never really healed and it's always a weak leg, I can't treat them like a normal person. I can't say, hey, mate, get over this and just start running. No, because they've got a weak leg. Same as someone who's got something wrong with their mind, with their mental health. Something's gone wrong, they've got a weakened mind. And it doesn't mean that they're a weak person, doesn't mean any of that, but it's just they are physically, I mean, mentally weaker in some elements. Mentally strained, mentally stressed, mentally damaged, mentally injured. And some of these injuries and damage could be healed. Some of them can't be. Some of it is scarred. You know what I mean? It's just, if you think of it like a physical thing. So with this guy, if he's throttling exes and breaking restraining orders, then he's got to have to be a different course of action to help him. And I don't know. I don't know what it can be. Uh, it's unfortunate because... The world is not framed for people with mental health issues like that. But you can't also just give people a because it's got mental health issues. So I'd say you need to speak to your son. Without the consequences to him of his actions. If you can't get that to his head, then you can only do so much. But you're his mum, innit? You're going to go you're gonna go above and beyond and uh, probably kill yourself trying to save the guy, man. It's a shame. It's a shame. Um, right, next one. Uh, let's see, 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 let's I'm employed full time, but he doesn't work. See, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Like, you have these problems. He, he does drugs. He's going to be something like that. He cheats on me. Should I leave him? Like, no, fucking stay with him. I hope you get pregnant. I hope you're stuck with the guy. From when this jobless guy is living in your parents' house now. It makes no sense. He's such a mummy's boy. And has only had two short-term jobs in his life. He was made redundant at the start of the pandemic and moved in and moved into my parents' home. I kept suggesting jobs, but he always has an excuse. After work, I get home fight feeling tired, but he but he has not even organized dinner. He's sitting on his Xbox and I get the feeling he's been on it all day. I'd like to start a family within the next few years, then get rid of this guy, because this guy's not a father, he's another child. But he doesn't think he will ever be able to afford kids. Because he doesn't work. At least he's sensible in that sense. 
um, that's the one thing I want in my life, to be a mum, then you need to leave him. You do not want this man's semen inside you. And please, please tell me using contraception and this guy cannot jizz inside you. Because like I said, I've, I've said it in my, in, in my hour show that the worst STD you can get is upward with his unplanned pregnancy with a dickhead. Okay? And like I said in the show, that would genetically make your kid half dickhead and then you had a kid with this person knowing full well that they're a dickhead, making you a dickhead, making your kid full dickhead. Don't bring another dickhead into the world. All right? Save... Save yourself from being a dickhead by leaving this dickhead and then have a kid with someone who's not a dickhead and then your kid is 100% not a dickhead. And then if they are a dickhead, then it's the environment and not genetic. All right? That's my advice to you. Don't be a dickhead. Right, people, that is the end of the pod. Um, I've got to bloody edit this and put this together with the salvageable part of the first recording. And that's it. Peace.